Hi, my name is Joel Knox. I'm the senior pastor at the Vineyard Church of Brenham in Brenham, Texas. I'm so glad you're interested in our podcasts. This media is completely free to you, so you can share it with anyone else, however you'd like. Our church is located at 1401 South Bluebell Road in Brenham at the corner of Tom Green Street next to the Bluebell Creamery and across from the Bluebell Aquatic Center. You can also find us on the web at vineyardbrenham.org and on Facebook and Twitter at Vineyard Brenham. Anyway, thanks again for stopping by, and I hope you enjoy the podcast. Well, we've got a little bit of a different setup this morning. We're going to do something just a little bit unusual, but we're about a little over a year into our transition. Now, for some of you who this is your first time visiting here, about a year ago, a little over a year ago, um, Joel and I took over the church as the senior pastors, and we did that um, following Villard and Diane Hunter. Please stand... These two had been at this church for forever, come join us, and have did an amazing, amazing job and work in the ministry here. Come have a seat, please. And what we're going to do here as we're starting off this new year is we're going to do a little bit of a where are they now? <laughs> so we're going to hear from Villard and Diane a little bit kind of what their last year has looked like, um, some of the highs, some of the lows, some of the things that they expected, some of the things that they didn't expect. <laughs> and uh, so there you go. There will we go. You can move to the next next screen. <laughs> well, I, I wanted to first of all just to say how thankful that I am. Um, the 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 model that we saw whenever we were in Bible school was that whenever a new pastor comes in, the old pastor is supposed to leave, and. <laughs> And, you know, and, and it's whenever I, I, I talk to a few pastor friends, and we've got a few ministers in our family, and, uh, and, and, and I was asked, what's the plan? What do you mean, what's the plan? Well, what's the plan about you and the, the former pastor? I mean, they're not going to stay, are they? Uh, they've lived in the community for how long? 30? Since 87. Since 1987. I don't think they want to move. So we're going to figure this out. And so that's, that's what we've been doing, essentially. Actually, we, we started working on this in 2016. And so, so anyway, I, I'm so thankful for them, and I want to say that up front. And it, it's, it's really a, a great thing as, as a, as a first-time pastor to have 
an experienced pastor like Villard, and and for Danelle to have an experienced pastor's wife like Diane <laughs> to to call upon and 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 to help out. They they've been involved in in various ministries since the transition in 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 October. Oh, that way they can share. Okay. Well, I yeah, I, I was trying to keep the but anyway, that that's fine. That's why <laughs> we can we can do it. So anyhow, that enough for me. We'll get into our little, I don't know if it's a program, but anyway. We have, we have notes. We have notes, yes. So I did prepare them with a couple of questions that we might be asking, but there may be a curveball or two that I'll ask. Yeah, we have a curveball. <laughs> oh, they have curveballs too. Okay. So really our first question, um, and just to let kind of everybody know, what have you been up to since the transition? And either one of you can start. It doesn't matter. I just want to be very clear that we were sitting in Mel and Debbie's chairs, but we're not taking over y'all's responsibilities. We're, we're not trying to fill that. And, uh, but I felt a little holier just sitting there, really did. But, uh, you know, we, we really love Joel and Danelle. Uh, we feel like they're doing a good job, and I, I am glad to be a part of the church with them and uh, just sitting behind his two daughters I was just saying y'all are sure good looking beautiful young ladies and you know they're they're just precious young ladies really both of them Uh, you need to get to know them and pray for them and I, I don't know if this is the best time but if I don't say it remember this pray for your pastor and his wife and his family all the time. You'll never know the pressure that builds up on a pastor and his wife and his kids. Um, I, I'll probably say this again, but that's one of the things I've been watching and thinking, you know, I wonder how they're handling this emotionally, physically. Uh, it's amazing having to bring a sermon every Sunday. You, you may think it looks easy, but it begins to get heavy. And... Uh, that's one of the things I'm excited about is I don't have to preach. I really love that. But where were we? Um, yes, what have we been up to? Sorry, I avoided the question. Um, well, I see what's happening really in our life right now is a little different than we had planned. Have you ever noticed that about change? It many times just doesn't go the way you plan. We were actually didn't have much of a savings plan or retirement plan. We had a house, and we put everything in it. We'd plan to sell it, but then Diane wouldn't let me. So now I'm trying to make some money so we can stay there. That's the change that's come along. Its work is uh, headed our way. But we have enjoyed the times since re- retirement transition of spending with Joel and Danelle and having. It's always a great time when we get together. I just love talking with them and being with them. I also am, am excited about the times that he's actually invited me to speak. And so I thought, that's risky. and uh, <laughs> But he has. And that's, that's some of the things I've really appreciated over the last few weeks. But things are so different. And uh, a scripture that came to me a, not too long ago has so helped me, and uh, because I don't, I, I'm taking up a lot of time here. I don't know what in the world I'm doing, but same old, same old, same old, yeah. Uh, but I had to have a text, right? Um, 
I read this scripture. It says, your sins are forgiven. Which is easier to say, your sins are forgiven, or to say, get up and walk? But I want you to know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. So he said to the paralyzed man to forgive sins. But then he said to the paralyzed man, get up, take up your mat, and go home. Well, I thought, wow. And he got up and went home. And I thought, most of this transition has been, just having faith was easy. God's going to help us. He'll be with us. No problem. I love Jesus. Jesus loves us. Man, it's going to happen. But then to get up and start walking, really not knowing for sure where you're going, realizing that really he can only guide us if we started walking, not if we sat here and had faith. Faith is a wonderful thing, but if you doesn't move forward, the Bible says it's dead. And I found in my life lately, I had to walk. We had to walk, and we couldn't. That's what we've been doing is trying to walk. I'm sorry. <laughs> Keep going. No, that's good. Well, tell us. A l- so, Diane, why don't you go ahead and tell us a little bit about um, what y'all have been up to as far as your business, kind of the things that have changed and expanded, or maybe some things that you are doing now differently in this last year than, than what you had been doing before. Okay. I will. Um, well, when we were a little younger than you and we went into ministry, I went through a period because Villard was like never at home and he was under his brother, and I hadn't even planned to say this, but his brother worked, um, I mean, he just felt like if he stayed home, somebody was going to go to hell. And so um, <laughs> he worked every night visiting people. He was away from home every day and I finally got so discouraged and our kids were little and I said okay God you've given us you know four good years of marriage thank you but now I realize I'm basically a widow and so I had a really good attitude about it and over the years Villard um, he well he definitely felt like he needed a day off so he was always home on Mondays we loved Mondays everybody else hated Mondays but we loved Mondays but now it is so super cool and I don't know if Phil, I mean, I don't think, I don't know how he puts up with me 24-7, but I love having him home. Um, uh, Just, we just have a lot of fun together, and I think he was going to mention it later, but in marriage, I mean, we really need to work on our relationships, those of you that are married, especially if you're young and married, so that when you're old and married, you really love being together, and uh, humor is such a fun part of our day. I mean, we laugh so much. crazy, you know, it's crazy. But I don't know how much he enjoys it. I mean, we're doing like physical labor, like cleaning the B&B, and he has started a a small business of uh, property management for vacation rentals, and we finally got someone to do that cleaning, which is cool, but we do some of it. And so, I mean, we're doing more cleaning than we've ever done in our life. <laughs> our whole house, our house is a wreck, but the, you know, the properties are nice and clean. And so, but in all in all, we've just... You ought to see my tools, though. He, he is, he's the tool man. So, I mean, we're going to go broke on vacuum sweepers and all these new tools. He just loves tools. So, um, anyway, so I'm enjoying it as far as getting to be with him 24-7. It's pretty cool. I did put in my notes here. I wanted to be sure and say this. Uh, uh, she is one amazing woman. That's in the notes. I wrote that down. <laughs> and I was a little worried to share that publicly because she might take advantage of that later on. Uh, but we are having a lot of fun. So I think you've already kind of touched on my next question. What's been the most enjoyable 
part of. Oh, he does want to say. Oh, okay. So what what has been probably the most enjoyable thing for you since the transition? Um, probably the. Now this may sound strange. I don't even know if it's biblical. <laughs> but the lifting of the call. I I I do not feel responsible for you anymore. <laughs> it is so gone that <laughs> I can come to church and eat a donut and not even worry, you know. Uh, but you know, I don't know how God lifts that, and yet people, why we're staying here in Brenham is because we think people are the most important thing in your life, nearly. I know Jesus is important, but try to have Jesus and know people and see what happens. Right. You know, people are important, and being here and being able to have people around you, you can call and, and get be spend time, it's just been, one, that's probably the most wonderful thing. And uh, I put down th- three things here, no sermon, no responsibility, and there's no call. Now, it doesn't mean I don't care, but I'm looking for the next call. I'm looking for what God wants me to do because I do believe people so need to be made aware of their value. And how I'm going to do that or how we're going to do that, I'm not sure because by the time at the end of the day, it's like, it's over. Okay. <laughs> that is amazing. amazing. Just, well, just that thought of, and the, and the way that we can say, okay, Lord, in this season, this is what I'm doing. And when that season is done, to be able to say, okay, I relinquish it either to the next person or, you know, back to God or whatever. And to be able to do that and to see that in, in action is yeah, amazing. One yes. thing. And one thing that I, the Lord touched on it already, to pray for your pastors. And I mean, everybody's life is burdensome and we all have things that we're burdened about. Um, but I do think as a pastor, and I don't know if it's from God or just we take it on ourselves, but you do feel, and there are scriptures to back this up. You know, Ezekiel talked about, you know, if you don't tell a person about what you see going on in their life, and, and then that responsibility is on your hands. Their blood is on your hands. Okay, well, there's scriptures for pastors to be good shepherds, and and that's great. But you feel like this responsibility really for your souls. And I know it ultimately lies in your decision, in your in your hands, and what you choose. And we can't be responsible for that. But there is a great weight of responsibility you feel as a pastor. And it weighs on you. And um, so you don't want to incorporate it with fear and worry. You want it to be a burden and to pray and to minister to you. Mm-hmm. But um, so I think we're really enjoying that part. Not that we don't pray. For, I think in some ways we have more time to pray for you guys yeah. now than we did before because we were so involved in the nuts and the bolts of making a church happen that uh, we can truly just, I mean, it seems like we're having more time in the mornings just to sit and who do you want for us to pray for yeah. today? And that's pretty cool. So That's awesome. That is amazing. I love that. you all need to uh, tell us where you're having the most fun <laughs> in the ministry. Yeah, okay. And enjoying the most. Yeah. Do you want to go first? Um, 
Sure. Well, for us, this is our first time pastoring a church. Um, we both are Bible college graduates, and we both have for years um, hoped and dreamed and planned um, to either plant a church or pastor a church. We had been in youth ministry when we were young, um, but we've never been senior pastors. So for us, um, one of the things we do, and we laugh a lot about it, you know, is we're kind of bebopping around, we're visiting people, we're doing this or doing that, meeting f- with people. And we kind of pinch ourselves and just say, we're living the dream. So that it's, it's, it's been a dream. It's been a passion. It's been you know something that we've wanted to do for so long, and now we're doing it. We're really excited. So I don't know if, if that's still honeymoon period, or I don't know. We're, we're past the honeymoon. I mean, I'm sure they're, yeah, they're, yeah, you know. Um, but I think the the work of it hasn't felt like work, if if that makes sense at all. Um, I don't know how many of you are on Facebook. I saw a video that Lavina posted the other day, a live video um, about our closet. And just when you're passionate about something, I mean, and there's a lot of work that they do over there. I mean, there's a lot of work that's gone into it. Um, but just to see the excitement and the passion and the desire, you know, it doesn't feel like work, I guess you would say. And so anytime you're doing something that you just wanted to do for so long and that the Lord is, is really in it, I think it kind of eases that feeling of work, if that yeah. makes sense. So yeah, so that's, it's been enjoyable. <laughs> so yeah. And we love Mondays. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, we, we, we take Mondays as our day off and, and we're usually doing something just about every other day of the week. And so yeah, Mondays are awesome. Um, <laughs> But um, for me, it, it's the the first couple of years that I was I was I was here, or m- most part anyway. I was working um, in Montgomery. had a had a, a, an hour's drive one direction, and and that that can get pretty old. And and I, I've it, it's I've I've found since then. You know, I, I'd found all these ways to um, to. I guess past the time I'd listen to podcasts and stuff and I haven't really had the time to sit down and, and, and do the podcast stuff because I'm always doing stuff. Um, but it, it's, it's pretty cool cause, um, I, I've gone over to, to, I visited schools and you know, I, I get to hang out at, at recess with kids. It, it's, it, you know, I, I, I do end up pinching myself like the, the, this is awesome. I get to do this. And uh, one of the things that I, I've, I'm wanting to do this year is, is, to, is to be more involved in, in visiting, visiting the, the, the shut-in folks that we have in our church. And, and also just, just getting more connected with, with all of you outside of this building. But again, I get to do that. I don't have to do something else and try to find time for it. So that that's that's probably the 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 thing that we've enjoyed the most. So And it's kind of funny because for the most part we spent a lot of time apart. I worked, he worked, and now we're doing this thing doing it together. So like what you were talking about just getting to be together and doing the work that you've been doing is kind of fun doing that. So next question. So what has been the most surprising development, maybe unexpected would be another word, something that perhaps you didn't quite... <laughs> or, did you, or did you touch on that? Or did you already touch on that? <laughs> 
I'll say a word about that. One of the the surprising things is how much after you leave what you've done for many years, and you know, we're all seemingly getting a little older, and things keep changing. Uh, you know, I'm no longer a pastor. Uh, I may have been a pastor, but I don't see that anymore. I don't even feel that anymore, like I said. But I guess what I am feeling is I need to be good at something. I need value. And so I have got to find something more than loving Jesus and serving Jesus. I've got to find something to do that's of value. And I guess that's been a little bit of a surprising thing of how much I need to find that. And we're not sure what that is. I, I think it will involve people. We love serving the people that come to the bed and breakfast. Uh, it's amazing how many great friends. Uh, I mean, it's just amazing to me how we almost want to go see everyone that comes. You know, it's like, wow, let's go see them. Uh, those are really neat people. And so uh, that has been very fulfilling. But I, I, think, I think the most of it is God is beginning to show that everybody needs all ages need to have a, a help in enhancing their value. And so we want to find some way in the church that we can be a part of bringing value into people's lives. And I, I, I'm, I think I've been goofing off a lot more than I should have, but it's sure been fun. Diane. I just wanted, as we talked about that question, uh, we both talked about the danger of retirement and um, feeling like you've paid your dues. Uh, maybe as a pastor, this would uh, apply more. And uh, well, we know that's not true. And uh, that how sad life would be, or unfulfilling life would be, if if we only take care of ourselves. And I think this applies to all of us because, you know, you get home, even if you're young, especially if you're young and you have small kids and you get home and you're ex exhausted and it just takes everything you have to take care of your own family. But if we only take care of our own, it's pretty, it's pretty sad. We have to have not just our leftovers, but for one another, for the kingdom, for what the Lord is putting on our heart to do. And um, and I think what Villard, I'm not saying what, I, I think that was a shocker when you said there's got to be more than just loving Jesus. But if we just love Jesus apart from loving others, there's something wrong with that love because his love flows through us to others. And there's no way to stop that unless we just become ingrown and selfish. And we know that there's that temptation to, to do that. We can now. And before we had to love you, and we did love you, and we do love you. But now, you know, we could uh, choose to be selfish, and we don't want to, to do that. I think yes. it was, yeah. Um, and you've touched a little bit on this so far, but maybe elaborate a little bit more specifically some of the things that you feel the Lord has been speaking to you about personally uh, since the transition. So what has the Lord been telling Villard? And you did say a little bit about that, about that releasing that call um, and and so forth, but maybe elaborate a little bit more on that, if you will, either one of you. Well, I'd only, yeah. I'd probably just one thing, and uh, is that I feel so clear now that I made the right decision to get out of the ministry. It was time. It was God, and He's verifying that now as I walk. And I feel they are fully engaging 
in the ministry. And uh, they probably need to share if there's been any shockers that, that's come along uh, that, that you feel that's really shocking you or affecting you more than you thought was going to happen. But no, I, I really feel good work. I'm at, and I think Diane feels good that I'm with her, and so I think it's good. Oh, and just um, uh, probably one, the Lord is, if the Lord is saying something, he's intensified or turned up the fire and passion in us also for our children, not not our children alone, but our children's children, and um, just that, that, you know, time is short, and... Um, the prayers that we pray for them are powerful as parents and grandparents. And sometimes we get older and we think, well, what can we do? But, you know, there's nothing more powerful than praying for someone. And that's more powerful than the doing, but we also have to do what the Lord shows us to do. We can't just pray. We have to obey. And uh, But that's been... Um, kicked up in us. Uh, at Christmas, we kind of had a powwow with the family and said, you know, guys, um, uh, with we have some grands that are just on fire for God. Like, I mean, you know, John is like, you know, John, y'all know John, our grandson that's like 6'3 and went to Africa and y'all helped him go for six months. And he is so on fire for God. He just puts us to, it's just like, it's intimidating to be around the kid. I mean, and he just can't talk about anything but Jesus 24-7. He's in the Word constantly. Uh, he's on his all fours praying for his brothers and sisters that some of them that don't aren't, aren't right relationship with the Lord. I mean, it just puts you to shame, you know? And um, But at Christmas, and here's John crying for the rest of the family saying, I don't mean to judge you. I don't want you to feel judged by me. I'm just, so, he's so broken for them. And to be able to share at Christmas, you know, guys, time is short and we, we want to have fun when we come together. Um, but we want you to know, too, that we're going to tell you where our heart is, and we're not going to back off on what we believe about what the Lord is doing, what the Lord is saying, just because it makes you uncomfortable. We're sorry. We love you, and this is part of loving you without preaching to you, but we are going to share our faith. And so um, I think just the passion we feel for our family right now um, is is pumped up. So, um, so tell us a little bit about maybe some of the dreams or the plans that you have for yourselves as a couple or as a family that are kind of, you see unfolding or maybe you don't see it very clearly yet, but you kind of have a little bit of an inkling of what, say, the next 25 years are going to look like, right? <laughs> well, a very short answer on that one, not many, uh, as far as dreams. Uh, it, I, but it I, says old men will dream dreams. Yeah, I have, he hadn't given them to me yet, and so I'm waiting on those. I, I really don't. At this point, it's uh, it's walking, not knowing for sure where we're going. Um, not that we're leaving, um, but not knowing what we're going to be doing. Mm-hmm. And uh, I hope y'all have got more than that going yes. in, in your life. <laughs> Diane, anything I think, um, yeah, I think, I mean, we have dreams, uh, but, uh, but I mean, <laughs> I'm not sure. I mean, I want to go to Red River this summer. That's okay. the kind of dreams. <laughs> uh, no, you know, 
I don't know that we have uh, big visions and dreams of, I mean, every once in a while, like Villard scared me to death, like last week he started talking about, you know, what if we went somewhere and started pastoring and I go, oh, you've got to be kidding me. What are you saying? Are you sure you, and I think it was just a little, a little tiny squirt that went across his mind. But anyway, I mean, I think he, I would be willing if God in the flesh came and said, no, we loved, we loved pastoring. We loved it because we love people. And so uh, we love, love people. So that's the best part of pastoring. And that would be our prayer for this church is that you continue continue in the hallmark of love because no matter what great outreaches we do or no matter what we accomplish in this church or how much of the word of God we know if we lose the hallmark of loving him first and loving others like he said Sunday nothing else matters nothing matters if we lose that so I, I, that's um and we're not going to walk away from that. Nothing we have in our dreams does not include loving God first and loving others and you know so yeah, I love it. I love it. So one of the things when Joel and I talked a lot about doing this thing, you know, we didn't know the first thing about pastoring a church, and you know, we'd gone through courses and you know the things you read in books, the things that other people can teach you is nothing, obviously, compared to once you get your feet on the ground and you're actually doing a job, right? Yeah. So um, one of the things that we said a lot was that we hoped and we prayed that the Lord would keep Villard and Diane here. Um, we're a small church, and we could use every solidly godly couple we can get to keep us rooted, keep us grounded, and not only that, but to be able to speak into our lives and to minister to us. And so my last question um, so there's a, actually it's a, it's a, like a three-parter. So there were some um, good, and there were some difficult aspects of our transition. You know, there were some things that went really well and probably better than expected, and then there were some things that we didn't anticipate, and we're like, oh, that was a little hard. Um, what would you do differently if you could, and what advice would you give us as we look ahead to prepare for our transition when we hand the reins over to that's too far the next generation well <laughs> i think it's i think it's important it's one of the things that we talk a lot about um i'm going to be 50 in a few weeks he just turned 50 i mean we're not spring chickens um and we're not leaving tomorrow uh, for those of you who are concerned but um but we do want to be prepared we do want to be prepared for what the lord has down the road and we don't want to just think that it ends with us, you know, that it's just all about what we want, um, because somebody's going to come along once we're ready to hand the reins over, and they're going to take it in different directions, or the Lord's, you know, the Lord's always speaking, and sometimes, um, you know, if, if we're not paying attention, we'll miss it, you know, but to be able to hear, well, what's the next vision? Where are we going now? Where are we going now? And being led, kind of like you said, day by day for what the Lord's doing. So maybe what's some of, as elder statesman, if you will, or whatever, what is, maybe what's your advice to us so that we can have that in our minds and be preparing in our hearts for when it's our turn? Mm -hmm. Go ahead. No. Okay. Uh, that, that whole number six question that's here gave me a lot of struggle because I, 
I have a tendency to want to think back of everything I did wrong. And I have found it is, has not helped me much. Uh, it only depresses me and defeats me and discourages me. So I think it's good to have some savings. Uh, <laughs> more than we have. I think it's good to uh, identify leadership uh, as fast as you can. And I, I watched your community group leaders and I thought, people are stepping up. I mean, they're having groups. They're leading groups. And uh, a church that doesn't have people stepping up and leading community groups will will never be able to grow solidly. So I, I'm excited when I see that every year, new people stepping up and leading groups. And so I, I would say if I had a, if we'd have done anything better, would have been trying to identify leadership and leadership. And one of the neatest stories that happens sometimes in a pastor's life is when somebody comes to you years later and says, you taught me how to lead. Uh, my son-in-law came to me the other day and said, do you remember what you did? And I said, no, not really. And he said, you gave me a book every month, and you made me read it on leadership. Now at his business, he's giving all the people under him a book, and they have to read it, and they have to come back. And the leadership of the company has come to him and said, what are you doing? And I thought, once again, it's leadership, training leadership to lead and giving them responsibility. So I'm, I'm excited to see what you're doing there. And it, I think you've, you've, you're on the right target, and I, I think it's uh, very important. And yet, I don't think you need to look at your failures very much. I think you just need to go again and maybe do it better, you know, and just always be trying to improve. Uh, but I, I think it's very hard on yourself to say, how did I do today? Or, you know, man, I messed up there and I messed up there. And uh, it can be very defeating. And I, I think it's very important that that you as the leaders, and the, especially, and all of you, constantly encourage them, even if you don't think they did it the best they could. I guarantee the best way to get them to do better is brag on them and encourage them and love them. And, and doing that to everybody that's leading, encourage them. They will get better. Everybody gets better with love and encouragement, and there's plenty of time to grow and learn. So I, I would say don't uh, just give it all you got. Love people, love Jesus, and you'll get there. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Was there any other questions that you had? No, I could. <laughs> Joel, t- surprises surprises um i think i well believe it or not i'm i'm somewhat of an introvert i really am every time i've taken those tests i'm always coming out introverted and it shocks me because you know when i'm talking to people i do love engaging with people but you know it's I'd, I'd gain my energy a lot from just being on my own, grab a cup of tea and a book and just being on my own. And I think one of the things that's shocked me is maybe an expanded capacity to allow people in my heart and in my life and to be vulnerable with people. Um, you know, I, I think coming into this, you know, you live most of your life and it's really just about, oh, well, I'm my, my growth in the Lord and my, you know, Christian walk or whatever. And, um, <laughs> you know, you allow the Lord to take you out of yourself 
and engage with other people and open your heart to other people. And it's like, well, there's an analogy I have in my head, but it's, you know, I, I think mothers, nursing mothers understand what I'm kind of, you know, but you, the capacity, you grow, it grows. The more you do it, the more you allow yourself to be, to be open and to be vulnerable with each other, to connect with each other, the more the Lord blesses that, the more he gives you a capacity for love and for compassion for other people. And I think that's probably been the most shocking thing for me, um, for me, <laughs> surprising thing, I think, was my ability to, to, to do that. But really, that came about with a lot of deep surrender to the Lord um, of my own self, my own thoughts, my own ideas um, about what it was going to look like and just trying to follow Him, uh, trying to stay in touch with the Lord's heart. So... What about you? What's been the most surprising thing, I think, for you? I think the biggest thing has been, um, I'd been looking forward to not having to punch the clock at work. Because, you know, the last 10 years or so, I had to be at work every morning at 7 o'clock had to go check on campuses, had to do all this kind of stuff, and I was thinking about, okay, I know when I'm supposed to be at the church, and, and I, I have, have office hours that I've told everybody that I'll be here and everything, but I don't have to punch a clock anymore. And that was exciting at first, and then it, be, it, it, it became terrifying because I'm now in charge of my schedule. <laughs> and... And I, I, there's a tendency, I have a tendency that I, I like to do everything. <laughs> you know, if, if somebody's going to do a, a party over here or something, I, I want to go to the party. Well, you also you know, have to keep appointments, and so it's like, okay, well, I'll do the appointments. And then I, but I also want to do this, and I want to, you know, and, and, you know and, I, and I have found myself I've got a, a few priorities for the week that I need to get accomplished, and those priorities were getting pushed back because I was doing this or I was doing that. I was going to meet this person. You know, I get to go hang out with people at lunch now. So, you know, all these lunch appointments, and then I find out that I'm not getting anything done during the week, and then I have to have to get ready for for Sunday. So I've I, I've been learning this year, and and I I, I want to. I want to thank everyone for being patient with me this year because I'm still learning this. It, 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 it's, it's, a, it's a matter of time management, and, uh, and, and I, I, I don't want to be a stickler on my time, but if I'm not a stickler on my time, then nobody else is going to be. <laughs> so anyway, I, that, that, was, that was one of the, the surprises. I mean, um, but it, it's, it's one of those things that I'm, I'm still learning, so... Um, yeah, that might have been a little too much self-disclosure, but uh, well, I think we're 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 about out of time, and I'd, I'd like to do something before we before we we dismiss. Um, and I I, I I don't want to put you guys on the spot, but but I I would like for us to 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 pray for Villard and Diane. And and then I, I'd I'd like I'd I'd like for you guys to pray for us, 
for for the church because you, you are you are our spiritual parents. When you're grandparents. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> but um, so so I I. I I didn't really think about this, and I kept getting this impression while while we were were sitting here, and so I don't really have this thought out too well. But what what I let, let's let's stand, let, let's do that. It'll it'll I think it'll make things a little easier. And since we're we're kind of limited by space, um, let, let's let's just do this, and let, just extend your hand toward Fillard and Diane this morning. Can you do that? Lord, I thank you for Villard and Diane and for everything that they have meant to this church down through the years and even right now. Lord, I thank you for the the heritage that that this church has in their leadership, in their guidance as, as pastors and leaders. And Lord, I thank you for everything that that they have given on behalf of your kingdom so that there would be a vineyard church here in Brenham, Texas. Mm. Yes. And Lord, I ask that, that today that, that above everything else that they, would, that they would feel the honor that Scripture says to whom honor is given, I, it, it's due. Honor is given and honor is, is, is due to those who deserve honor and they have done everything that is worthy of receiving honor as our leaders and pastors and God I ask that that your spirit would would just fall on them in a in a new and fresh way Lord that they would they would experience your presence and that that the the work that they do Lord would 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 be blessed because of your hand on them Lord I pray that you use them to 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 reach their their grandkids and their yes. and their their great grandchildren, Lord, that they would would all be brought into your house. Yes. And Lord, that you would use them in every avenue that they're that they're involved in, and that that they would be able to to share the gospel with with people that that come and stay at at the B and B and 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 just people that they meet Absolutely. just each and every day. Lord, provide for them, protect them, and use them, God, for, for your glory. And we give you thanks for them today. In Jesus' name, amen. So, all right, do you want to, you, y'all want to want to say a prayer? We sure do. And I want you to say a prayer for, for for the church too, so that it's it's not just just for us, but 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 for the for the body. So okay, okay, all right, okay. Just just raising the stakes, right? <laughs> you know, I feel incredible honor when I pray for another pastor. I really do, because I've lived it with my wife and from from the beginning to the end, a lot of years. So. Uh, it, it, it's a great honor. You, you, I, I don't know. You, it's an honor to know a pastor that really pastors. 
it, it's an honor to befriend them and pray for them. Uh, I don't know how much you realize it, but pastors are ordained of God. And you know, that's a scary, that's a scary thing. But from a layperson, that's a wonderful opportunity to bless what God's doing. And God will bless the church most of the time because the leadership of the pastor. Because leadership matters. So Lord, in your name, we as a congregation, and I'm part of that congregation, Diane and I are laymen in this church now. We're not a pastor, even though we will pastor some people. But Lord, we're here to support the man and woman you've called and placed in leadership over this church. And Lord, we're not only uh, responsible to say that, we're responsible to back them, to encourage them, to love them, to pray diligently for them, to believe in them, and to expect what you're going to do in their life, in this ministry, through this ministry, to this city. Lord, when, when I see one of my grandkids leave my house knowing they are not saved and going to heaven, my heart just breaks. Lord, I, I believe in our hearts many times as pastors and pastors' wives, we look at people and say, Lord, you've got to save them. You've got to help them see the, the, the very importance of knowing you, being saved and going to heaven. You've got to help us be burdened enough that they feel your heart for them and for this city. And Lord, I bless Danielle and Joel and their two lovely daughters and their son. And I just ask that your spirit would be upon them in every area and in every way in the name of Jesus. And did you want to pray? I just want to say thank you, Father, for enlarging their hearts for this church and for this community. And we say, Lord, bless as you enlarge their hearts and love through them, reach out through them, Father God. We bless what you're doing there, Father. We thank you for the reaching out that this church is really broken out of its four walls and is really reaching out to this community and to other churches. We bless that, Father God. We think that looks a lot like your son, Jesus. And we bless it, Lord. And we say more, Lord. Thank you, Father. Well, we just need to hug you more often. <laughs> yes. Love you guys. Well, thank you all for... <laughs> Kind of, I guess, indulging us just a little bit in uh, in this. We wanted to give y'all a little bit of a look into kind of what our last year has looked like. Or this has been our first again. This has been our first full year, um, and we will probably not do this again until it's our time to transition. Hopefully, many years from now. Um, but I think this is very scriptural. We do see in the scripture in the Old Testament, you know, where, where Elijah, Elijah and Elisha, or where Joshua um, takes the mantle from Moses, or, you know, the transition where Paul is saying, you know, Timothy, I'm giving you this instruction in how to pastor. And we just wanted to give you an idea, a little bit of a peek into the, into the behind the scenes of kind of what this looks like when you transition leadership and when, when God's in that. 
and just, you know, and sometimes it's not always what you expect it to look like, but, you know, the, the Lord is, is there and the Lord is good. And um, as we wrap up our morning this evening, we want to, uh, each and every one of you, if you've come here with needs, um, if there's something burdening your heart, if you need prayer for healing, um, please feel free to come grab one of us or grab some, but there's a number of you who have um, expressed a desire to pray for people. If those of you on the prayer ministry would make yourselves available, um, get prayer. Don't leave without uh, connecting with the Lord today. Um, but before we go, we just want to bless you all. Uh, we would just want to take a moment to just thank the Lord for you and to, to bless your day and bless your week. Father, we just come before you this morning with gratitude, with love for all that you are, for all that you have been to us, Lord. We pray, Lord, that you would meet us by your Spirit, Lord, that you would touch us, that you would heal us, that you would comfort us, that you would give us peace where we need peace. We thank you. We love you, Lord. We bless you. And in the name of Jesus, in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit, I bless you today. Go in peace. Amen. Well, God bless you. Thanks for being here this morning. And again, if you, if you do need prayer, um, well, come to the front um, or just just grab us, whatever. But uh, God bless you. You have a great week.